Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 5.09 here at the station, 82 degrees and partly sunny. Well, in the studio, I have someone I've known for almost 20 years, I guess, uh, Dave Humphreys, who sits on a, the SOAB board, um, who probably takes a bigger role in your safety and your children's safety than you're aware of. Hey, Dave, thanks for joining the show today. Uh, you're welcome, Rob, very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell us the organization that you sit on the board for and what you do. Okay. Yeah, the uh, as you mentioned, uh, I'm currently a board member on the Sexual Offender Assessment Board. Um, been a board member since uh, 1999 uh, and appointed by uh, several governors since then to be on the board. And, uh, you know, but the board conducts quite a lot of different work for the uh, local county courts or all the county courts in Pennsylvania uh, when it pertains to, uh, you know, convicted sex offenders and doing assessments. And we also do, uh, uh, you know, sort of assessments for individuals trying to be paroled from the uh, state correctional facilities. Now, how many people sit on this board, Dave? Uh, I, I think the last count uh, was a little under 100 uh, individuals, uh, which comprise of psychiatrists, psychologists, and criminal justice experts, which that's the category that, I, that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they broke it up by county, region. How is this uh, divvied up between the 100 <laughs> of you? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we there there are several board members in and amongst this area of uh, Pennsylvania. So I think, you know, the goal is to have enough uh, board members in different areas, you know, based on population, based how, on how busy the court system is and, and you know, needing that information uh, prior to a sentencing. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, in, in the past, you know, we had lower numbers and it was a little bit more work for us. But I think we're probably at an adequate complement at this point. Yeah, and uh, you you told me before uh, during the break that you've done over three hundred assessments in, in your time. Yeah, I yeah uh, violent predator assessments. I've probably done probably about three hundred and fifty or so. Uh, that's excluding all the other kinds of assessments that the court has needed. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, when I was uh, working in the community, I, I uh, worked as a, a sex offender therapist, an evaluator for. Uh, various uh, juvenile court systems. So I worked with a, quite a lot of juveniles in the past, too. Yeah, and unfortunately, like, like a lot of areas, Pennsylvania, there's no shortness of need for, for that type of assessment that we do with the, you know, it, it's a sex trafficking, the exploitation of minors, especially in the social media age. I mean, when you first yeah. started, social media really wasn't a thing. Now it's <laughs> it's kind of yeah. taken on a big, big role, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it certainly has. Um, you know, even uh, pertaining to uh, when we talked earlier uh, about child pornography and just uh, I remember my first per child pornography cases, those individuals were arrested because they received the information in the United States Postal Service. <laughs> there wasn't any social media. There wasn't Internet. There wasn't anything. Uh, so, you know, uh, so, the, the, you know, some people say, well, you know, child pornography is uh, kind of started because of the internet. No, it had always been going on. It's just, unfortunately, the internet's being used as well as other uh, aspects of technology are being used to further sexually exploit children. Due to social media, has that, I mean, we know it's it's magnified the, the problem, but has it made catching them, has it made the, the, the reviewing cases like you review easier to uh, track that, that digital footprint? 
I think yes and no. I think, you know, certainly, uh, I mean, it was just last week or two where the state police announced a, a very big bust of child pornographers online that were, you know, receiving and disseminating information. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly they're, uh, they, they become involved with various applications or apps, as they're called, and, and you know, where they, they can exchange information between one another. Um, you know, majority of those individuals aren't the ones actually doing the child pornography, uh, but uh, the use of social media uh, in terms of how offenders uh, can gain contact to children uh, has uh, skyrocketed. So, you know, the state police is, uh, you know, Pennsylvania State Police are really on top of this, uh, recently issued a, a recent bulletin, uh, you know, regarding this in some sense. And so, uh, you know, we try to be as proactive as, as we can uh, uh, have the community up, up you know, uh, have their information as, uh, you know, as, uh, poss- as quick as possible so that way uh, you could kind of take action uh, within your family and your community, you know, to hopefully protect children. Yeah, uh, you, I'm glad you mentioned that bulletin because you provided me with a bulletin dated July 17th on Friday on sextortion where the Pennsylvania State Police says that there's a notable increase in sextortion schemes targeting vulnerable minors and adults in Pennsylvania and across the United States, um, and, and using this new technology, AI, where it might not even be that that person, where they're digitally enhancing it to look like or sound like them, and then using that to say, hey, we're going to put this out, you know, if you don't do X, Y, or Z, and that could be anything from a monetary demand to, you know, actual sex or anything else. That, that, yeah, that's correct. I, I think... Uh you know, you can, you can never put it by, uh, you know, offenders to unfortunately utilize technology to, uh, in a bad way. And, and this is a, a definite example of it, as well as, you know, using it to uh, either gain access to uh, more victims or to gain access to monetary uh, things, you know, trying to extort money or whatever from, from these victims. Yeah. Do you want to walk us through this bulletin a little more on, uh, you know, recommendations and, uh, you know, what's being What's being told to uh, family members? I'm going to copy this and I'm going to put it out on my social media yeah. so people can, uh, the listeners can see it for themselves. But because uh, this is in a community awareness bull and we should all be aware of it. And, and I thank you for providing it to me. Yeah. But what are some things that parents could do? Well, I, I think it's important, uh, you know, as much as uh, teenagers in particular want to be uh, left alone with their social media, I think it's very important uh, as, as family or, or caregivers that you uh, pay close attention to who they're uh, speaking with and and especially who they're se- sharing pictures with because uh, this extortion uh, process, you know, if even if they're just sending uh, generic pictures or selfies, as they're called of themselves, uh, nothing explicit, so to speak. Uh, you know, these extortioners uh, are able to take that image and, and use AI technology and, and transfer uh, uh, something inappropriate, uh, sexually explicit that's attached to that person somehow or another, either their face or whatever. Um, so I think, you know, parents need to be as, as well as they can be aware of what, what kind of social media presence your child has and who they're chatting with and, and uh, you know, and don't be, be, be afraid to ask that because, you know, these kids, uh, without that uh, kind of surveillance by the parents, so to speak, uh, you know, they, they could fall into the wrong hands with something like this. Yeah, and it's not even just things they've sent. The people actually pulling it, like the, the privacy settings you have on your social media to see, mm-hmm. like, can the public see your profile? 
profile picture because if then they can pull several profile pictures and AI can manipulate the different angles to get a good view, uh, a good um, data print of that face. And like you said, they're taking that face, mm-hmm. your, your face, and putting it on someone else's body, doing mm-hmm. a sexual act, doing something mm-hmm. where to the average person, if they looked at it, they would think it's that person. Right. And, and that, that's right. basically how far this has come. So it's, it's not only things they've possibly shared, but it's can, can, the, can the general public see their profile pictures? What kind of mm-hmm. pictures can you see? And I know on, on Facebook and Instagram, on a lot of the, the apps that are out there, you can view it as a visitor. You know, you, as a right. parent, you can go in and view as a, as a visitor, view their thing as a visitor. So you can see what a stranger would see on your child, on your platform, because this is not just children. They, they've mm-hmm. done this to, 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 to uh, extort people in workplaces. They've done this. Sure. You know, this, there's no age limit on this. This is anyone. And in both women and men, you know, they've, they've said that, you know, men just as well. Hey, we're going to put this out there, especially public figures or someone who, exactly. who has a high profile position, job anywhere, CEO of a company. Hey, you know it's not you. You, I mean, you know where you've been, and you're like, obviously this isn't you, but is everyone else going to believe that's not you once AI manipulates it? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Just because of the, you know, the technology is that good anymore. Um, you know, and, and, I mean, this is something beyond what we re- used to refer to as sexting, where, where, you know, a person would take a, a photo of themselves, an explicit photo of themselves, and then share it, you know, either with somebody or a group of somebody's. Um, and, and then that information uh, would fall into the wrong hands. And, and, uh, and uh, I remember several cases, I believe, out of Wyoming County where uh, several juveniles were uh, arrested for that. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of morphed into, unfortunately, this, this next generation of, uh, uh, of uh, AI now. And uh, uh, so there again, I think, you know, having really active presence in your children's uh, social media and, you know, even, uh, you know, beyond just the, uh, social media on the phone or whatever, uh, you know, we have a lot of minors that like to play games, online games all the time. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, offenders kind of lurk in those areas also to try to have conversation, access, et cetera. Yeah, because they know the age demographic and sex exactly. demographic of who uses that game, and they they yep. actually prey on that. They portray themselves mm-hmm. as that age, that sex. Yeah. And is there any in particular that comes to mind that parents should be aware of, um, you know, in your, in your yeah. experience? Well, I, I think, you know, certainly if you're – Obviously, speaking with your child and hopefully have a good relationship with them well enough where you can ask these, uh, you know, somewhat difficult questions, but, you know, in a sensitive way and in a way that's going to assure some privacy, but, but, you know, letting them know that, uh, you know, they shouldn't be private about this, even if they've made mistakes, you know, uh, and, and sent things or did things or whatever. Um, you know, it's better to catch it before, you know, something seriously happens. Yeah. And a lot of parents, even you're my age, you know, our kids are grown at this point, but they don't realize the capability of these games, these, these Xbox 360s, these PlayStations, these virtual reality games that there are chat rooms involved with that, where you're openly talking over a microphone, just like we're talking now. Mm -hmm. Um, there's video where you can actually activate your video. They could see you, you could see all them in a screen, like a zoom meeting with, with 20 people. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the amazing advances in virtual reality. Like I, I have an Oculus virtual reality and I could sit in a room, a virtual room with my son, talk like we're there and play ping pong with each other. And it, it's th- this is the extent these games are. And unless you actually did it in a virtual reality world and put these glasses on, um, it, it's, a, it's unreal, the technology that's there. 
Yeah, it, exactly. And, you know, and, and, you know, certainly when, when you're at a distance and, and you're inter, uh, interacting with someone that uh, seems like they're not real, trust me, they, they are real. There's something, there's a real person uh, manipulating this information. And, and I, I think, you know, uh, teenagers and, and younger kids kind of get trapped into that idea that, you know, it's all make-believe. It, and, and, but and unfortunately, it really isn't. Yeah, online yeah. is definitely real. It's yeah. uh, 521 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. And thanks, Rob. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by S.C. Johnson STEM. Nothing major to report. Just a little bit of slowing on 81 northbound at Clark Summit. It's not jammed up at the moment. It is moving, but it's dipping under the speed limit. That's 81 northbound through that construction above Clark Summit. And out on 80 West, you might stop for just a few moments and uh, and then head through construction around Bloomsburg. Otherwise, no reports of any accidents, no major holdups. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist John Hickey. Tonight, scattered afternoon storms, low of 64. Tomorrow, scattered, uh, tomorrow mostly cloudy, chance of a shower, high 85. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high 91. Thursday, chance of afternoon storms, high 93. Friday, chance of afternoon storms, high 93 again. It's currently 82 degrees and partly sunny here at 522 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 526 here at the station. Um, I'm here with Dave Humphreys, who sits on the Sexual Offender Assessment Board for the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and uh, handles uh, the cases in Northeast Pennsylvania in our area. Um, Megan's Law, one of the great resources, not only in Pennsylvania, but nationally. Um, you did some eye-opening numbers just for this area where the station is, five miles from this area. Yeah, so if you're familiar with the uh, Megan's Law website, uh, it's you know, obviously uh, uh, available, um, and you could do various searches on lots of different areas or towns or radiuses, et cetera. And so uh, before I came in today, I said, well, <clears throat> how many registered sex offenders are within five miles of the station? And uh, there's a total of 82. Uh, and just five miles from this station here. Five, five, yeah, five, yeah. And so those individuals are required based on uh, what tier of uh, reporting they need to fall under, uh, which the state, Pennsylvania State Police handles that. And uh, based on the tier is basically usually based on the severity of the crime that they've been convicted of and did time for. Yeah, uh, generally the you know the sentencing court um, you know prior to a sentence will. Uh, you know, instruct the board to carry out an assessment, uh, provide an opinion back to the sentencing court. And then from there, uh, you know, the job of the board is to, to, is to help the court determine whether or not someone's a, a violent predator or, uh, or just a sex offender. And then from there, uh, based on the severity of their crimes and um, a mix of felonies, et cetera, um, then they're uh, kind of placed into uh, one uh, tier one, tier two, or or tier three, and then if you, if you've searched the Megan's Law website, um, it gives you where they live, where they work, it's usually the kind of cars they drive. There's a lot of information on there. Oh yeah, it's it's got and and you know certainly pictures of them. Yes, you know so they they you know um, 
lifetime offenders or lifetime uh, 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 sexual violent predators uh, need to uh, register for life. So uh, you'll see uh, dozens of pitchers that have taken over a course of years, perhaps, that they've had to you know, be involved in. Uh, some, some less, but they usually have updated pitchers. They have uh, where, where they work, uh, where they go to school if they're in college. Or uh, you know someplace like that. Um, so it, it's it, and you know certainly before you use the website, you have to kind of check a verification that you're not going to use it to uh, you know do any vigilantism uh, because uh, you know that was one of the big concerns uh, when Megan's Law was uh, enacted. <clears throat> you know how how are we going to keep this from uh, you know from people taking matters into their own hands, et cetera. So. Um, yeah, and that, that's a good point because uh, it, that's not what it's used for. It's used for your awareness, for your safety, for, for your sexual awareness, for your kids. And, and it, it's a great resource. You know, I, we advocate it all the time here, and it's meganslaw.psp.pa.gov for there. And like, like Dave just said, you will sign a disclaimer saying that this is for your information only. You're not to, you know, harass or, or, any sort of vigilante activity against these identifiers. But like he said, in just a five square mile radius here, there's there's over 80 of these offenders in our area, and there's a big industrial area here. Um, you can imagine what there are in your areas um, by you. So uh, use this resource. Know who's around you. Know who's around your kids. Know who's who around uh, um, your schools. Um, as far as them the offenders reporting, I know the Pennsylvania State Police does a, a wonderful job in keeping on top of that. They have, you know, officers, troopers specifically just for that, and they, they do a good job of tracking them down. But in your experience, uh, you know, over the years, um, do you concur with that assessment that you know, we do a real good job here? I, yeah, I, I think we do a pretty good job. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a flawless system. You know, so occasionally you'll see uh, uh, individuals arrested who are already on Megan's Law, so they're re- obviously repeat offenders. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, it's it's not a perfect uh, system, but I think uh, you know the Pennsylvania State Police does a really good job keeping this website current, as well as providing uh, with the and, and if you have local police in your district, uh, hopefully your local police is disseminating information. If someone's moved into your area, um, you know they they can do that door to door by uh, you know providing you some literature and some information. So that, that's a little bit more um, <clears throat> takes more manpower. Power to do that, so that's uh, why they keep the website uh, as uh, up to date as possible. Yeah, I just uh, I just threw in my zip code here, yeah. and I'm in a, you know where up where I'm yeah. in a real rural area up by me, and there's six you know in, in my zip code alone. So yeah. you know, it just goes to show you how easy it is to check. You know, as, as we were having this conversation, I checked all the boxes, said you know you know we wouldn't go after any of them or use it for nefarious reasons put in your zip code there's plenty of uh, ways you can search you could search by name you could search by your zip code by how many miles from an address uh, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of search uh, and it's a great tool it's a great tool to know you know put it around your workplace put it around if your kids daycare put it around there so if you yeah. go to pick up your child or to drop off your child and you see someone hanging around mm-hmm. again don't take this situation into your own hands but notify the local authorities and say hey I saw this person there. If you could take a, a picture, you know, without being noticed, this person was standing near the daycare. This is where they are on the website. Can the, can the authorities look into this? Not not you or I. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I recall a time where um, I used to coach Little League Baseball in German, and uh, so the Megan's Law website was becoming more functional, and they had uh, uh, 
uh, ac- you know, your access to pictures of who they were. And I remember snack stand workers uh, coming to me and saying, you know, <clears throat> there's a particular individual who kind of shows up. We don't know if he's attached to a child here or not. It's hard to say, but he likes to hang around the snack stand and buy kids candy But at the end of the game. And I'm like, well, that, that sounds kind of odd, but I, I, I wonder, you know, uh, who it could be or what it could be. So uh, I decided to uh, uh, do a search uh, within a few miles of, of that area, and I actually uh, uh, printed off pictures, and I put them in the snack stand. And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, we were able to identify this particular person as being a Megan's Law person, and uh, subsequently the authorities were informed, and uh, he was rearrested because uh, obviously – uh, certain Megan's Law offenders cannot be within certain distances of where kids are, schools, playgrounds, et cetera. Uh, so, uh, you know, there again, it, it, you know, it, it could be a very useful tool. Um, and you know, obviously, whatever you need to do to keep your kids safe, uh, why, why not do it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's 533 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 13 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. It is a three five thirty-eight, three thirty-five thirty-eight here at the station. 82 degrees. I'm here with Dave Humphreys, who sits on the Sexual Offender Assessment Board for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And Dave, before we end up uh and and end this piece, uh any other advice you have for parents out there or anyone out there listening? Uh, well, I you know certainly think that uh, you know parenting is is a, is a difficult challenge these days. Uh, no, there's no doubt about it, but it's uh, uh, equally important that uh, uh, you monitor your, who your children are associating with, especially on social media. Um, you know, I know it becomes more difficult as they become older, but I think it's uh, even more vital because, uh, unfortunately, that is who uh, you know some of these predators that unfortunately that are out there that are. Uh, looking to uh, associate with your children, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know you have to you have to stay vigilant with uh, as many resources as possible. Is the, are there any resources, websites, or anything that you're familiar with uh, that parents can go to besides obviously Megan's Law, which is meganslaw.psp.pa.gov? Yeah, uh, you know certainly there. You know the, nowadays, I mean, versus uh, maybe fifteen, twenty years ago. Uh, you know, th- there wasn't a whole lot of resources to, you know, to go towards. But, you know, for example, uh, uh, one, one resource would be um, uh, the uh, – just reading off my notes here uh, – the C- uh, cdc.gov, uh, uh, and you kind of filter through uh, and, and find, uh, you know, child sexual abuse fact sheets information. Uh, so – uh, a lot there, you know, the Na- National Child Tra- Traumatic Stress Network is another website that has uh, quite a lot of information as the, you know, kind of what to watch for, signs and symptoms if you believe your child has uh, unfortunately been uh, uh, subject to a molestation, um, as well as other websites um, uh, that that help to. Uh, you know, inform you in terms of, you know, should I be concerned about this person or that person? Because I can't tell you how many times I've had families in, in my career, uh, especially mo- mothers that would come up to me and say, you know, uh, I've always had a gut feeling about this one or that one. And uh, I just didn't know exactly what it meant. And unfortunately, uh, something happens and then then the reality of the situation becomes true. So, uh, so you know, certainly... Uh, you know, 
pay attention to your gut feelings, parents, uh, because uh, that does mean something, but follow through with it. Yeah, and definitely, if you if you fear that there was an incident, you know, get your medical advice, get your medical um, people involved, get their law enforcement, local law enforcement involved. They'll get in touch with the right people as far as the state police or the specialty units that deal with that, and and, and know for sure, you know, find out for sure what's going on if you have that suspect. Dave, I appreciate you coming in and giving us this information. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 547 here at the station, 82 degrees. I apologize so much to Joe from Berwick. He wants to talk about crime policy in Scranton. He's been on hold forever. Joe, I appreciate it. I- oh, that's, that's all right. You know, you know, Rob, you know I like talking about this subject, and you know why. And, and, and it's more about the, the comments that I've heard. Here's what I need to point out when it comes to crime policy in the public. Because of our Constitution, which grants equality, not equity, but equality under the law, uh, our elected officials, and or, or any government official, is covered by the very same laws, and all policies regarding them uh, are, are the very same laws that govern us. That's an important, and it's important to point out. And here's why I'm saying that: of when January 6 happened, and all those people got arrested and thrown in prison, and they threw away the key, and very most of them got no bail whatsoever, and were held for years, and some still are until their trials happen, and many of them got very harsh sentences. And 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 the man who was. Uh, the security guard who was in this Congress that day who used deadly force against one of the uh, people inside, that, those are all the same laws and policies that govern us, by the way, and govern people who would offend against us. And when it comes to uh, the way that, say, uh, presidents or former presidents are protected, um, and, and the use of force that's allowed. In other words, you would not get, you would not disobey an order from a Secret Service agent and get away with it. Okay? There, there would be, uh, these people do not rely upon, uh, pol- you know, uh, studies and, and, and holistic. No, they rely upon what works. And that's what I'm getting at. You would not get within 20 feet of an ex-president or their family and disobey an order without being face-planted. Uh, you would not dodge a metal detector at, at a congressional office without, without being face-planted, and there'd be no review of force or anything like that. And this is what I'm talking about. They do not – they use what works. And and they get away with it, and but they they are covered by the same laws that the rest of us are. So why, in other words, when you start when you see the breakdown in our streets, and people are not safe in our streets, and they're unsatisfied, what what's the difference between you and any elected official, and 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 the laws and policies under which they get to live? And the answer is none, because they're covered by the same laws. And that's what people don't get here when they talk about this. Um, and, and the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick, because I heard you talking about the SOAB, and I'm very fam- intimately familiar with that, and me and Mr. Humphreys know some of the same people. When that was instituted by former Governor Ridge, they were given independence in conjunction with 
the uh, PA Department of Parole to, to assess people once they were in the system for parole and whatnot. Uh, under former Governor Wolf and his uh, secretary, whom he, who, who served under him in corrections, they tried to subvert and supplant that whole system and take away the independence because those people obviously were not letting out serious, violent, and repeat offenders. They were very scrupulous in their jobs. So people have to understand how, yes, who you elect does matter. Uh, and the party, too, because if you have people who are soft on crime, what eventually happens here, even though they, they didn't get away with trying to subvert that independence, uh, when, when people like Mr. Humphreys, who knows what he's doing, retires, if you have a soft on crime governor in there, he can, he can appoint somebody to replace Mr. Humphreys, who, even though he's supposedly being independent, it's, it's like a wink and a nod, like, I'm appointing you to this position because you're going to do what I want you to do. And that's what people need to understand about how, how these things work uh, within our system. And it's precisely how it works, and and that's why they work so hard to get this. And a lot of times, people who get those positions nowadays, not the way when it was done in the past where you earned it or had the experience for that position, is nowadays it's donors, donors' kids. You know, who was that? I mean, look at look at who we give ambassadorships now in, in America for to, to represent us in foreign nations. They're commonly high-priced donors of the presidential candidate who won. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I just, you know, I heard that and, and I knew you would, you would get the point and appreciate it. And it just, but it's just explaining to people out there because they, they, they talk about these things and they have these opinions, but, but they don't, they're not really thinking about this. Like they, they, they are covered under the same laws we are. So if their safety is guaranteed and you're not getting anywhere near them or putting them in danger, why aren't we living under the same policies and our police functioning in the same way? That's that's a good question, isn't it? Well, I, I know the citizens in New York City are begging for Stop, Question, and Frist to come back, and it has to some extent, just not the same extent it should be. Um, and you know who's not complaining about Stop, Question, and Frisk being being not used as much? Criminals aren't. People who are carrying the illegal weapons aren't, because that's what that did. That's what that got off the street. And what they failed to realize that you are dealing with professional police officers out there who work on years of experience. If you're if you see somebody in the middle of summer with a heavy bubble jacket with something weighing down their right side of their sweatpants, holding it up constantly, guarding it, twisting it, fixing it, you know, you kind of came to the conclusion if they were hanging on a, a drug-infested corner where there have been a lot of shootings, yeah, you know, I had reasonable suspicion to go up there and just... It, it's not th the people think it's throwing people up against the wall, searching them, doing that. No, it's walking up and just patting them on the side. Hey, buddy, what's going on today? And if you feel that metal object that feels like a firearm, well, now you're even more reasonable suspicion. You get them up against the wall and then you do that search, that frisk. Um, and people don't realize that that's years of experience in dealing with these locations like that. You are just not grabbing people off the street for no apparent reason, putting them up against the wall and saying there. Now, in certain areas, I know in other states, 
If you are a known gang member, if you are wearing gang clothes, you are allowed by law to throw them up against the wall and frisk them. That's the law. That's the law in those states. I don't believe New York City has that. We never did that. But I know in San Diego, I know in L.A., I know in a lot of gang-ridden areas in Chicago, if you are wearing gun colors, they have laws passed in their city statutes that say you can be stopped and frisked because you are a suspected reasonable suspicion risk. Well, here's here's one thing I'm certain of, Rob. The people protecting our Congress members and our president and, and so forth, they pretty much have stopped this question frisk whenever they want at liberty. I guarantee that. I guarantee they, they have no they have no restrictions on their ability to stop question or frisk when they think it necessary. No doubt. I, when I was with the NYPD, yeah. I was dignitary protection trained. I was an auxiliary member of the presidential details, not direct, not body piecing, but in the, the perimeter of that. And they told the Secret Service told us point blank, if 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 something happens, you want to hit the ground because we are being indiscriminate of who's around or in our way, you or anyone else. So I, I know that firsthand from dealing with them. And you have to agree with their methods because they work. Exactly. And they work, and they don't rely on studies or holistic or anything else. They rely on what works, the same as our police ought to be able to do with us. Amen, Joe. I appreciate so, you waiting. Yeah. I appreciate your call, my friend. Yeah, thank you. You take care, Rob. Thank you. It's uh, 5.55 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Monday, July 24th, 2023. Had a lot of topics today. Had a lot of discussion today. Uh, You know, speaking about the, the Sexual Offenders Assessment Board and Megan's Law website and such, if you do get a chance, go out and see the movie The Sound of Freedom. Uh, it's about sex trafficking. It'll really open your eyes to what's truly going on. It, it's It's been the unsung hit of the time because it, it really hits a nerve with people. And we've, talk, we've talked about stories here before. We've mentioned things going on in our area. I've given you the stings of sex trafficking and, and, and child pornography issues that have gone on in our area with arrests being made. You know, the prostitution and trafficking that we had in Scranton where a New York man from Schenectady was arrested for. It's around us. Be involved in your kid's life. Be involved with the things they are doing on social media. Set restrictions. If your kids are under 18 and you're paying for their phone, you have every right to put restrictions on that. And if they can't live with that, I'm sorry, then maybe they don't need a phone. You're providing these services. You're providing these extras, these luxuries to our children. Asking them to follow a couple of simple... uh, rules to make them safe isn't that bad so that's it for the rob o'donnell show today we'll see you guys tomorrow god bless and be safe